Alex. Hey, Andrew. What's this? This is Brains on the Outside. And I think I've heard of that, but can you, can you remind me, what is Brains on the Outside? Brains on the Outside It's a podcast that goes in your ears. You know, one of those that goes in your ears that tells you things. This one tells you funny business ideas. That's a, that sounds excellent. What, what sort of funny business ideas? Well, things like, what if instead of Google Maps, we had Google Treasure Maps, and every time you wanted to go anywhere, it was like a mega adventure that took you all over the place to visit a witch, and then to go and dig up some buried treasure, and then to get a map, and then to Tesco's. That took a really big turn in there with a lot of literal things you could actually do, and then also meet a witch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We do this hey, hey bit every week, and I still love it. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy it very much. <laughs> I've I've got a business idea for us this week. Ooh. As well, this happens every week, but I have another one, thankfully, <laughs> so the show can keep going. But well, I haven't actually come up with it. I've taken it from somewhere else, and I thought we could just discuss it because it's a pretty brains on the outside idea, I think. Okay, brilliant. I'm excited. So I'm reading this book called Speculative Everything. It's about designing weird products and the really quick the gist of it is they design things by imagining a future parallel world where everything is different so instead of designing something for today's world where you're bound by limitations of today's world they design things for this future world and i was reading through and some of the ideas i came up with because they're so unbound by logic and reasoning and yeah. standards of selling stuff <laughs> they end up designing weird things that might fit on this podcast. <laughs> I, I, uh, my mind is already blown by this whole it's, concept. So, uh, the, the, well, the book's really good, but sometimes it gets a bit like, bit, bit thinky for me, you know, like they're just talking okay. about criticism of their theoretical ideas. And I'm like, oh no, this is, this is too much. Uh, but there was one idea in here that I thought was pretty good. And mm -hmm. it was um it was like this prototype restaurant someone set up in Amsterdam called the Food Facility. And I thought it was could be pushed into a really excellent, excellent place where we could make a lot of money from it. The food facility. The food wow, facility. Wow, that's almost as unappetizing <laughs> as the restaurant in Durham called the Food Pit. <laughs> the, so the food pit in Durham, you go, right? And there's like six food trucks there. You're inside. Yeah. Food trucks, though, is kind of overselling it. It's kind of bad food. That's what they are. There's six places where you can get six different types of bad food. And you sit down and eat there. So it kind of means you don't have to make that choice of where do I want to eat tonight? Because you can go to the food pit if you're so inclined <laughs> and in that pit you could find lost in terms of food the food facility actually runs on a kind of a similar premise okay where you go to the food facility and instead of there being a menu you just order stuff from local takeaways <laughs> so it's just a dining hall where you can get delivery delivered to it is that what it is uh, effectively, yes. It was in 2005, so I think we're in a pre-Deliveroo society. Was this a real a real place? I think it was more like a performance space idea. This wasn't a real Whoa. functioning business, I don't think. The thing about this is that I could entirely imagine, like the way that Uber has reinvented the bus, 
several yeah. times over. I could imagine Deliveroo reinventing the restaurant. For oh, times yeah. when you don't want to get stuff delivered to your house, do you not? You you want to eat takeaway, but you don't want to eat at home. <laughs> here's here's the place where you can go. Sometimes Come to it's the, nice. The, the 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 dining room, the de- the delivery room, <laughs> the delivery room. Oh, that's so, that's actually really good. Because like, yeah, sometimes you want to sit in a public space with your friends yeah. and eat food. You don't want to be in your own living room. Tech pros love inventing things that already exist you know uh, they do i can see a lot of ways in which this this would play out as well and i can see the tweets about it as well and it's like come to the delivery room and then you go to the delivery room and it's actually made up like someone else's living room <laughs> different places you go and sit on a beanbag in someone else's living room with your friends and eat chinese food also you Amazing. imagine you are leaving your living room and going to a yeah fake other living room it's not a fancy restaurant so uh, it could be anything couldn't it like it could be any you're right i mean it could be i like the idea that it's just made up like someone else's living room so like i'm bored of my own living room and i want to eat takeaway food i'm just gonna go and sit in someone else's living room and eat takeaway food in that scenario is there still 30 other people around you or do you get a living room to yourself with your friends no i think it's like I think it's like lots of living rooms. Like it's like being in IKEA. In fact, this is what you could do with oh IKEA. Out of hours, you turn it into the delivery room. <laughs> you just go and sit in an IKEA thing. That's real. That's real swish. That's um. That's sort of brand synergy as well. Oh yeah, IKEA's gonna love that. I actually think you could do that as a marketing thing for them. Like you could actually go to IKEA and deliver room, but like IKEA X delivery, you get delivery food to your IKEA, to your, to your IKEA showroom, and hang out in it and eat food with your friends. Oh, eventually, yeah. you spend enough time hanging out in that IKEA showroom eating food. You go back to your own living room, and obviously, it's not quite as fun because you aren't eating takeaway food. Your friends aren't there. And you want to start thinking, maybe if I own that Kallax, <laughs> yeah. my living room would feel like that fun living room I was in. Yeah. And they'll go back there during nine to five when you can actually buy, buy normal stuff. Just generally though, I think there's a lot of benefits to the system of mm-hmm. going somewhere and ordering takeaway food. There's no more discussion about which restaurant you want to go to because you just go to the IKEA deliver room, yeah, and order whatever you want. And and because you're because maybe everyone turns up all at the same time. If your group of friends wants to order from five different places, you're not going to pay five different places delivery fees because actually no. there's probably thirty other people in the room who also want to order from each of those five places. So you're batching it up. So you're going to get better discounts. Like every order is like, oh, if you order from the Lucky Dragon and you spend 25 quid, you're going to get free prawn crackers. And if you spend 35 quid, you're going to get free spring rolls. Well, everyone's getting free prawn crackers and free spring rolls because the 30 people in the room who are ordering from the Lucky Dragon today guarantees that. So, and then if you run the delivery room, you're also collecting all of the the takeaway boxes, the containers afterwards yeah. as well, and you can sell them back to the to the restaurants. 
You can flip so, them back. This is there's a lot to this, Andrew. When right, I'm trying to I'm trying to imagine the experience. Me and you, we get to the delivery room. Maybe it's in a you know IKEA after closing. Mm-hmm. Is there like a waiter there to take our order? Does he come with a menu, effectively an iPad, with basically Deliveroo on it, and ask what we want? Then he goes away and orders it. Or do are we in charge of ordering? Is there, in some sense, a kitchen at the back where everything gets delivered to and decanted onto plates and taken out to us? Oh. Or are we expected to go outside and get it ourselves? Is this a is this a communal place to eat takeaway, or is this a restaurant? That has everything in it. Now, you did mention earlier that this could be a fancy restaurant. And now you've put it this way. I'm kind of on board with this. I, as I, I go to the, to the delivery room, fancy restaurant, I get all dressed up. I go there. There is a, a waitress, a waiter. There is a kitchen that my food's going to be delivered out on. It's silver service. It's really high end. <laughs> And then I get my chicken chow mein on the plate. It's really artistically arranged as well. Very beautiful. Well, I guess <laughs> some brands still have like their their expensive version and the cheaper version. So there could yeah. be the delivery room for your mates, which is reusing IKEA furniture. Or it's actually mm-hmm. is it in IKEA? Or IKEA deserve, and then there is the standalone restaurant they build where you show up and the waiter. The waiter has to go order takeaway for you. I don't really know. Um, There's also yeah, the so second could... layer of obfuscation away from actually paying the person who is making you food, because now the delivery yeah. driver picks up the food, and gives it to somebody else, who then picks it up and gives it to you. <laughs> We're making more jobs for this bad economy, so that's important. Oh yeah, no, 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 sorry. Yeah, that was that was that was senseless of me to in this tough economic times to imply <laughs> that adding another chain here was a bad idea. Yeah, exactly. In fact, actually, we want to be adding as many layers deep as possible to this, oh. and you know, creating as many. This experience should be so supremely good that people really want to pay for it, and we can hire a lot of people to help with all the silver service waiting of tables and everything else really generating jobs in this economy is important okay so now we have we have a few goals here a few kpis to be measured on and one is just maximum employment for anything making this as elaborate and complicated as possible now i think that's going to necessitate someone else taking your order because the values of the food is going to need to be sort of obfuscated from you because otherwise you're going to be like, I can get a Domino's pizza for ten ninety nine at home. Why am I paying £29 here? <laughs> but it's because we have 500 staff for this restaurant every night to run it. But as we both know, Andrew, if you order Domino's from a business, you get that sweet, sweet business discount. Holy crap! This is that this this is this is coming together pretty nicely. <laughs> this is B to B to C. B to B to C. Does it? It's actually great. Inventing acronyms is great. There's something <laughs> right making this viable. Well, what you do is you just 
you wouldn't have the full range of Deliveroo. You'd have like a sub range. You'd have like Domino's and Zizzy's, McDonald's. And you'd just be like, yeah, in the course of a year, I promise I'll bulk order this much. Get the rates chopped yeah. right down for you. Yep. Get IKEA to furnish it. That's excellent. <laughs> Drag them yeah. in, help the economy of Sweden a little bit. I get that B to B to C going. Yeah. I think uh I think this actually has actual legs. I I do like the vibe. I I think the vibe of your original delivery room idea was really great. But I, I could see that being more like you're going to Central Park from friends. <laughs> yeah. Once this idea of the restaurant is established, once we've tech broad restaurants. Then the spin-off ones can be like, oh, you could eat at Central Park. You could eat at Jerry Seinfeld's house. It's really funny that you said Central Park because that's exactly where my brain went as soon as we started talking about this. I was like, yeah, there's, you know, I like eating in a celebrity or a TV show living room. It's a really, that's a really nice idea as well. Yeah. Now, am I just uncontroversial? We've been very bullish on this idea. Can we, maybe we need to put ourselves in a more skeptical position. Maybe, can we both think of a real problem with this idea and we'll try and solve it? I, wait, are you going, are you going, going inside brain? I'm, I'm going inside. I'm going brains, <laughs> this is brains on the inside. Oh, the quote, okay. What's a better podcast? Is a podcast within a podcast. This is a critical podcast within a podcast. Yes, bringing us back down to earth, bringing now, us back to the ground. This is. I'm doing this partly because I feel we actually have almost have a viable idea we could take to deliver Rue. I just want to get it as in front of the criticism. Now, it's hard for me because I can't think of a bad idea about this. But can you think of a reason this might not work? Well, Andrew, now, if <laughs> I hate this for you, I hate this tone you're taking, <laughs> the sensible inside tone, but go on. Andrew, as a man in my 40s who constantly spills food down himself, as we have previously discussed yeah. on this podcast, you're very I would be deeply worried eating spicy barbecue ribs while sitting on somebody else's Ikea furniture in an Ikea recreation of Monica and Rachel's house from friends. Because I would fear that I would drop all sorts of gravies, sauces, stickiness, sweetness, everything Mm. onto monica's pristine sofa do you is this a fear specifically related to monica from friends (laughs) or like when you go to a normal restaurant do you fear this as well at a normal restaurant i don't fear it as much because if i spill stuff on the table they'll just clean the clay tablecloth but if i'm sitting in someone else's lounge eating eating you know greasy takeaway food I'm constantly on high alert that I'm going to drop something or spill something or knock something over or drip it onto the bright cream carpet that I'm currently standing on. So what I would tell the investors if they came to this with me is that 
to have to have accomplished that level of anxiety in somebody, <laughs> we would have had to make it sounds like a really relaxing and nice environment. Because mm. your fear here is that you're going to view it subconsciously as your friend's place, like as your own place that you yeah. don't want to wreck. That's maybe, true. In some sense, maybe this is a positive. We've created like a really a place you respect, you know? Yeah, that's true. I I could see that being a good a good bit of spin. Now, I have just thought of another problem with this as well. Okay. Imagine that you have uh, a you have a warehouse, an IKEA warehouse that has got thirty different living rooms in it, right. or in fact, a high end restaurant that has like you know a hundred covers, right? Yep. If you have a hundred delivery bikes turning up <laughs> for three individual courses at the back, you're going to have to put this somewhere where you essentially have a docking bay outside for delivery. Okay. Yeah, so this is a real problem, actually. This is this is a hard one to solve. You can't spin this one away. <laughs> yeah. How how do we solve this? Well, I get... I, I, wait, I almost said something silly, which was, why don't we just cook the food on premises? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a bad idea. Ignore that. That's a stupid suggestion. Well, one... Can go back to the point of it's great for delivery drivers, creating more jobs. Maybe, maybe it is actually just we need to build this in docking bays. Well, hang on. I think I might have just solved my own problem. Okay, I excellent. Think you actually excellent. came very close to solving my own problem as well. So a lot of a lot of takeaway restaurants on delivery are not actually restaurants these days. They are like containers or kitchens in in old buildings that have been rented or bought by by companies that want to set up delivery food services right shadow kitchens okay. they get called what if our our warehouse the middle of the warehouse 30 living rooms yeah and a high end yeah. restaurant all yep. around the edge of the warehouse shadow kitchens so when you order from this from the deliver when you order from the delivery room actually the food isn't getting deliver roomed from a far away kitchen most of the time it's coming from inside the building uh, <laughs> it's inside the building already it's already inside the building most of the time so like inside one of the shadow kitchens when they get an order in, they're like, oh, is this a delivery room order? It goes out the back door straight into the room, into the kitchen, <laughs> sorry, into the delivery room. Or is it a housing, a home order, in which case it goes out the front door and straight out of the building? This is an interesting solution, which is on a macro scale, it's careful. Pla- the delivery room has been incredibly carefully placed in the city to be at the exact middle point of all the good restaurants. And this is the yeah. next step, which is just, Build the restaurants Move around the, the restaurant. delivery room. <laughs> yeah. Now, actually, you can spin this even further because if you think about it as an IKEA, right? Mm-hmm. Actually, all it is is the restaurant, the delivery room, is just the lounge parts of the IKEA. That is actually just the showrooms right. for showing you what the lounges are like, and the shadow kitchens are actually during the day they're just the kitchen bits. That's the kitchen bit of IKEA. I. I- 
I'm going to argue we've actually created two businesses here. We've created the Deliver Room, which yeah. is the takeaway restaurant. And also, we have gone through a long path here. But what we've actually said is, why don't you just open IKEA at night as a restaurant? You have all the kit there. Yeah. Why aren't you using it? And as a hotel as well. Why is IKEA not also a hotel? That's a really interesting. You could do basic. You could do a lot of living in IKEA. At five yeah. o'clock, it should shut and just be a hotel. Yeah, they don't have. This works both ways. There's not a bar in IKEA. You can't. That well, there is actually a bar in IKEA, right? You you can't buy alcohol, but that's a small small fix you could do to make that work. Um, yeah. Gym. There's not. There's usually a gym in a hotel, but this is good because now this is pushing daytime IKEA into a new market. You you add a gym to the hotel section, it now means you're yeah. selling gym equipment during the day. You you get a pool in there as well. Uh, now you sell pool good. toys during the day. I think there's a lot you could do with IKEA, with the space of IKEA after hours. We, we went into the Brains on the Inside episode with the best of intentions and we really fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> we are... I don't think we did. I think, it, I think it worked perfectly. We went inside brain and our inside brain was like, no, this is a good idea. This is a good idea. Now, so yeah. I feel we, we, we've ended that with two ideas. We've refined the delivery room to mm-hmm. a crispy, amazing point, which I think deliver who should be made aware of and we have yep. created multi-using ikea which is excellent yeah exactly ikea is so use so useless outside of of shopping hours so it's just such a waste of space if one of our listeners alex had mm. an idea what they could do with an ikea after hours how could they let us know Andrew, the best way to get in contact with us to do something like that would be via our email, which is brainsontheoutside at gmail.com. Yes, exactly. And if they get in touch with that or any business idea they have, we will send you a bunch of stickers. We We really, truly will. Yeah. And if you want to do one more thing for us, the best possible thing that you could do outside of sending us a business idea is just tell your friends about the show. That would be absolutely incredible. That's the is actually the best thing. Shows like ours, the way people find out about them is through word of mouth. So telling your friends, posting about it on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or whatever would mean so much to us. We would truly love that. Andrew, have you got one final idea for us? I do. So Alex, you know how they sometimes pump the smell of freshly baked bread in the supermarkets to make you buy bread? Yeah. Why don't you pump the smell of McDonald's outside of clubs at 2 a.m. to make people want to go to McDonald's? <laughs> Keep your brain on the outside. Keep your brain on the outside, man. 